Okay, welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam. This segment, we're going to cover all the uh, don'ts in doing home inspections. You know, there's a lot of do's, you know, do notice the roof, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of ways to really torpedo yourself as the home inspector and not only put a doom to um, the success of the inspection that you're doing, but also put an end to sometimes your career as an inspector. So pay attention to this, uh, this segment. First off, and this kind of goes back to uh, one of the other things that I'd mentioned in one of the other segments, but uh, honesty. Don't oversell a deficiency. And I see home inspectors do this so often. Uh, and it's wrong and you don't need to do it. If a home is gorgeous and it only has one or two minor issues, then say so. Um, you don't have to trump up those one or two minor issues to... Uh, make it appear that you did your job better. You know, if, if you've got if you've got two level level three issues, or maybe on a scale of ten, where a ten is the worst, if you got two level three issues, write it up as two level three issues. You don't want need to to make it appear that those are level eight issues. Um, the buyer is going to want to do that themselves. Um, as an example of that, perhaps uh, maybe you know I'm I'm looking at some cracked concrete in the um, in the floor that I'm standing on. These are little hairline cracks, and it just happens. Uh, that is not a deficiency. That is concrete doing what concrete does. And you know, if you wanted to maximize that to to scare your clients, you could say, okay, you got concrete cracking. Maybe you might have structural issues, for example. And one of the things you're going to need to learn is how to identify the difference between concrete structural issues and non-structural issues. I have a segment on that in my training. I guess a better example would be maybe a hot neutral reverse electrical plug. And what I do is I actually use my fingers and I'll say if this is hot and this is neutral and this is ground and they should be wired like this, then hot neutral reverse is this. And I have found that this makes it so much easier for the client to understand what a hot neutral reverse electrical plug is. I have seen home inspectors kill a deal over a hot neutral reverse plug, which tells me that he really doesn't know what he's doing. If you can't find the big stuff, then you can't find the big stuff. Maybe it's not there, but don't make the little stuff rise in perceived importance because you didn't find something big. On the same level, don't undersell an issue either. For example, and I just mentioned hot neutral reverse plugs. Um, you you want to say, look, this is a deficiency. It was wired wrong. Here's how you fix it. But the undersell would be, um, it's not a problem. People have lived here for the last 15 years and they haven't died, so don't worry about it. You know, that's an undersell. And uh, that's not serving the client well either. Understand the difference between mountains and molehills and portray mountains as mountains and molehills as molehills. Okay, uh, another don't is don't turn on stuff that's been turned off generally. Now, obviously, if you've got a sink or a toilet or uh, whatever, those are turned off because nobody's going potty or washing their hands at that moment. But if you got the uh, manual shutoff valve off to something, let's say that, for example, the toilet or maybe the shutoff valves beneath the sink for hot and cold, those probably have not been turned since the home was new. They've not been exercised. And if you go turning those, a uh, real good chance you're going to cause a leak. 
and if you do you're the one that gets sued so don't um, you know if you've got the old water main for example and it's it hasn't been exercised for 40 years you turn that thing on and you got the leak yeah now you're the one who sucks and and besides getting sued you just lost your client in the last segment we talked about how a realtor could be worth at least six figures turning that valve just cost you six figures you don't need that. Don't turn on valves that have been turned off and left off. Another example is sometimes I will walk into a house where maybe the gas valve for the furnace or the water heater or maybe the valve specifically to the water heater has been turned off. You turn that on uh, and if it's been turned off for a reason uh, you just caused a flood and you're the one again who's getting sued. So if something is turned off don't turn it on. At minimum, you'll want to uh, get permission and approval and a request from the seller to turn things on. Better yet, depend if you don't know what's going on, um, you're much better off leaving that to a plumber to, uh, to turn on. Now, again, you know, if it's a main or something, yeah, have them call a plumber. Protect yourself. You don't want to get sued. You don't want to ruin somebody's house. Uh, list goes on and on. Just be careful about what you turn on and off. The title for this is don't turn anything on that's off, uh, except for the obvious stuff like that you have to turn on, like light switches, etc. Um, don't do surgery to find out why. One of the examples I have early in my career, there was a light that didn't work. So they asked me why, and you know I had some background in electrical, so I go digging inside this electrical box to see if we had maybe a disconnect or whatever, and I was at that box explaining stuff or trying to for about an hour. And the realtor was looking at me like, you still got an inspection to do, and you've only gotten through 5% of this thing, and we're already an hour and a half into it. And he was like, you know, grow up. I was lucky to have kept that client. So your job is not to fix things or to diagnose or repair. Uh, if there's a light switch that doesn't turn on, you write into your report, light switch doesn't turn on. You are have not been hired to um, find out why the light switch doesn't turn on. You just write it in. You will run into that situation a lot. You know, somebody will say, okay, why, why didn't, why doesn't the stove work or why, why doesn't this electrical line over here work? Um, you are not an electrician. Even if you are, you're, at the moment, you are a home inspector, and your role is, to, is not to diagnose and repair. As a matter of fact, if you do change the house anyway, now you're liable again. Your job is to just identify what the issues are, uh, describe what they are clearly, and identify whether it's a mountain or a molehill. In my case, I call that a lower, a medium, or a high priority. <clears throat> don't do surgery. Don't do anything that's unsafe. Now, as home inspectors, we want to do a very good job for our clients, and of course our clients want us to do that. But let's say that it's December, you've got six inches of snow on the roof, and the client wants you to get up there and take a look at things. You don't want to die. And the last thing you want to do is get up there and fall off the roof and die, and then your career's over. And on a similar nature, um, you don't want to allow the, the buyer to get up there and die himself. So don't do anything that's unsafe. Don't allow the client to do anything that's unsafe. 
Um, it just works out badly. Same thing with small addicts. If you've got a very small addict and you've got to do a snake crawl to get from point A to B, uh, all you can do is tell them what you can see from where you can reasonably get to, and that's as far as you can go. Um, the client needs to understand that you know, you're willing to do the best job that you can, but there is no reasonable expectation that you kill yourself or put yourself at risk uh, to try and do a little bit better inspection. Not okay. If something is capped or turned off, it's that way for a reason. I mentioned that. And finally, remember to check the AC disconnect. Um, if I, I have had this situation happen where, you know, there's an electrical box located near the air conditioner. There was one where it was a fuse that was pulled and then they couldn't find the fuse. So they put a quarter in there to try and bridge the gap. And it worked, but, you know, uh, there's a big difference between a fuse and a coin. So you'll want to open that up and make sure that that's kosher. When you leave, don't forget to make sure everything is shut down. Make sure the dogs are where they belong. Make sure the oven is off. In many cases, I'll see where the oven, I have to turn the oven on and leave it on for a minute so that I know that it works. So make sure that you have turned that oven off by the time you're done. The dishwasher, the lights, make sure the doors are locked. Don't forget to miss any of those or, or it will be you that sucks and then you're going to get that angry 3 a.m. phone call. Okay, we'll be back with some more vitals for how to keep uh, your home inspection business growing and not getting sued. Be right back.